Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Michelle Hayward. I have Dr. Lizette with Thrive Minds here with me today. And I'm going to introduce her. I'm really excited to talk to her. We talked a few weeks ago, probably like two months ago. Um, and so much has changed since then. And this was such a t uh, an important topic that we decided, hey, let's do this now as opposed to later. So Number one, she's an award-winning diversity psychology expert, authority on career development. She is a tenured associate professor at Texas A&M, where she teaches multicultural counseling and career counseling. Her diversity scholarship has been recognized by the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. She has presented and published um, her research in numerous outlets, including the American Psychological Association Journal, Cultural Diversity and Ethnic Minority Psychology. She is the founder of Work Life Lab, where she and her research team are currently analyzing data on 1,200 diverse parents in STEM. As a child of Mexican immigrants who did not even attend high school, she is passionate about helping diverse leaders unlock their highest selves at work without having to burn out, opt out, or sell out. She is also the proud mother of three trilingual black brown boys. Thank you, Dr. Lizette, so, for joining us today. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. Great. So let's start out. First of all, you're, you're at Texas A&M. One of my, one of my um, early bosses, when I started out in construction, he actually has his nuclear engineering degree from Texas A&M, and he would always fight with the Longhorn in the office. So it was always a lot of fun to have that happen. Um, oh, somebody says class of 2002. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you everybody for joining us. So we want Right now, we're in the midst of a pandemic. And when we were initially talking, we were talking about the pandemic. And then we've now um, doing more social justice, more social change, um, creating anti-racist organizations, institutions, corporations. And that is a lot of an additional work for um, people of color. So what are some things today we're going to be, you're going to be talking about how we can take care of ourselves in all of this, like what are some strategies? But first, I want you to tell a, a little bit about how did you get to this point of helping people of color really focus on self-care? Because that's not something we could afford to do, right? Like our parents didn't take vacations usually. They don't, a staycation, it was like, it was always something to do. You always had to make sure the kids were taken care of, the bills were paid, or at least mostly paid, as much as you could pay. Like, how did you get to this point saying, hey, we need to change this for, for, for at this generation? I'm telling you, um, it, the journey hasn't been easy. Uh, still to this day, I get I challenge myself because there's only one of me and there's so much work that needs to get done. And I think that's something that's really common among us feel like, we have to make a big impact and we want to make a bigger impact and give back to our communities because we come from a place where a lot of our uh, past generations have had to sacrifice a lot. 
uh, stripped, have their identity stripped, their language stripped, um, be in, in a position where limited opportunities were available. And so the thing that I hear a lot and that quite honestly is also something that I carry with me is that I have to be my best. I have to so I have to go after every opportunity that is available to me or create my opportunity because I owe it to my family, my my parents, my grandparents, everything that they went through to help me get to this point. The thing though, is that we still have the um, some baggage in terms of what is possible for us. Um, and, and so when you're, it's, it's like navigating two different worlds and you're, you have one foot in each world. One is um, where you come from. Like for me, I'm a child of Mexican immigrant parents. Like I didn't even know how to use, uh, when I went to like fancy dinners, I didn't even know how, which fork to use. I'm like, all right. Um, so, and, and it's just like little things like that where it starts to make you feel um, stressed out um, in addition to navigating networking events, in addition to doing your work. It, it's these little micro doses of extra stress that is unnecessary that holds you back from being at your best because you've got to constantly be thinking about these things and how to navigate um, different spaces and with different faces, right? We talk about code switching and that alone is exhausting. It is. Uh, like the way that you talk, the way that you move, your mannerism, the, the words that you choose, having to think about who you're with, what is their, what is their perception gonna be about you depending on how you show up in front of them. And so trying to, it's like being in, in a closet trying to figure out, okay, which mask am I gonna put on today? It depends yeah. on who you're with and, and uh, whether you perceive them as an ally or someone who has your back. And in many ways these days, it's a lot more stressful because you can always have this guard up and you can't tell whether they're safe or not. Exactly. Uh, where in back in the days when there was a lot more overt um, discrimination, I mean, we still have it now, obviously, but uh, there was a lot more overt, like yes. you can't sit here, you can't eat here, that kind of thing, right? Yep. And so in a way that was, um, I hear this from a lot of people is that that was a little bit easier because you knew who was safe and who wasn't, you knew where they yes. stood. Exactly. And you don't have to waste that energy in trying to read between the lines and try to figure out, are they for me or are they against me? Exactly. How much of me do I bring to the table? And could it possibly be used against me? Um, how do I speak up? When do I speak up? Who do I speak up to? Do they have the best, my best interest in mind? Do I have to be careful about the things that I say? Um, and and so just think about it. This extra layer of stress compounds with what's going on right now um, with the COVID and the cultural crises. Um, and yes. one of the things that is really important is to think about how you right now have to navigate multiple roles and multiple spaces. And that also compounds. So thinking about how not just the, the cultural, but the professional and the personal and the familial all come into play, asking for your time, effort and energy all at the same time at a hundred percent level. And so, 
what happens, <laughs> you have a tendency of burning out or feeling like something's got to give. I don't know what. And oftentimes we, it ends up being us that we sacrifice our, our sleep, our health, our, our mental, mental well-being. Um, and what happens when you do that is if you push beyond your abilities to, to tolerate um, a lot of stress, and a lot of us are used to carrying this around, but yes. let me tell you, there's gonna become a point where it all comes crumbling down. You're gonna find yourself in a corner, in the closet, crying <laughs> because you're like, I can't take it anymore, or it's gonna come out with your kids, your, your family, your partner, and they're the people that you're, doing all this for to begin with and now it's they're taking the burn of it because it's just too much for you to bear or maybe um you know you respond to an email in a way that kind of was passive aggressive or you know it's like the straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> type of thing and so what we want to do is be in prevention mode rather than remediation mode or intervention mode because it's a lot easier less stressful to avoid something, prevent something from happening than to deal with it when it does happen because there's a lot of course correcting. It has a ripple effect. It causes different levels of, of problems in different areas of your life. And so to back and, and fix something, let's, let's not, let's try to work to not get it to that place as much as possible. Um, and so with that, I mean, there's a lot of things that I, I encourage my clients to think about. And, and it falls into three different things. Uh, the first one is clarity, uh, strategy, and then your mentality. So when I say clarity, I'm talking about getting really clear on your vision, your values, who you are, how you want to show up, where you're putting your time, effort, and energy into um, where you see yourself next year, the year after that, for the duration of your career, your life, right? Getting really clear on that and then figuring out, all right, everything that I'm doing right now, take a hard look at that and ask yourself, is this helping or hurting? And then start to make some really difficult decisions as to whether you're going to let go of something or give your all to something else because we can't be all things to all people all the time at the same time. Okay. And so getting crystal clarity on what you want, what matters most, what your vision is for yourself, for your uh, professionally, personally, so that you're able to allow your whole self to show up fully. Um, without having to sacrifice your identity, your your energy, your productivity, your sanity, your family. And so you have to take a really good look at all these dimensions of your life, the personal, the professional, the physical, the familial, um, and see what needs to be amplified, what has been neglected for far too long. And that if it continues that way, that it might make the, you know, the ceiling fall down, right? It, you might be faced with the, the glass ceiling. Yeah, it might start coming down on you. And so how do we get rid of this? Start with clarity. 
And once you're clear on what really matters most to you and what you need to be doing, especially considering the current context, right? Um, I don't really like the word realistic because that I think that that puts some um, uh, limitations on us because of what we think is possible for us. But really, I'm all about helping you unleash your limitless potential. And at the end of the day, um, I, I believe that there's much more that you can have that if you work on um, addressing some of the political, social, cultural uh, issues and how to navigate that in a way that is going to help you move forward in, in a much easier, less stressful way. And so with that said, I want you to keep in mind, what are the current times we have going on right now? It's no joke. It's been really stressful. I've had to slow down a lot. Um, I do a whole bunch of different things, but my kids are home right now. And, and you know, I have to switch things around. And so I want you to think about reprioritizing what really matters to you. So once you have that clarity in, in every aspect of your life, then I want you to think about an aligned strategy. So how are you going to get from where you are to where you want to be in a way that works for you? If you sit here and look around and compare yourself to how other people are doing things, that's unfair to you and you're setting yourself up for failure, uh, possibly. And uh, comparisonitis is a real thing. So don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 10, especially if their book is a different color. You know what I mean? If they have a different set of circumstances. Um, so I can't sit here and compare myself to a uh, you know white male CEO who has somebody working at home to take care of their kids, right? Like that's unfair to me. And so you have to think about that for you, right? And that's why that first step is really important, that clarity piece. So think about what do I need to do to get to where I wanna be? What strategies are available to me? What are the different options? Think about the pros and cons for each. What are the resources that you need to make this a reality for you? And so being very strategic, creating a, a plan to help you get to where you want to be. Um, and if self-care is something that you really um, need right now, and I think that's every that's something everybody can can use, right? Like that's really important stuff. Let's take that as an example. So let's say you're not getting enough sleep because you have a lot of work to do and everybody wants a piece of you right now, right? What happens if you don't get enough sleep? Well, you're not going to be at your best. You're going to put, set yourself up for possibly making mistakes, which is what you want to avoid because maybe right now you're thinking about holding on to your position. And so think about that. If you're already stressed and worried about whether you're going to be eliminated from your, your position. How do you think not getting enough sleep is going to impact that? It's going to exacerbate the thing that you are trying to avoid in the first place. Okay. Uh, if you don't get enough sleep, let's continue with that example. You're going to set yourself up for uh, being more susceptible to getting sick. And what happens when you get sick? There we go again, right? Um, you might not perform as well. And so it goes back to um, what are you trying to avoid in the first place, right? And how might not getting enough sleep really actually be detrimental to you instead of you thinking that by getting less sleep, you're able to do more things. What's the point if the more things that you're going to be doing are not going to be as good if you were at your best? Imagine that being fully refreshed, ready to go 
being laser focused and productive um, because it's all about the quality of your work, not the quantity of hours that you put into it. And so let's think of a strategy. What what are some ways that you can get more sleep? Um, maybe if you have a partner at home and you've got other family responsibilities, talking to them about what your needs are. One of the things that I'm seeing right now is a lot of tension at home because of stress coming from every angle, uh, as well as um, trying to get work done and also stay sane along the way. And so having a communication, making time for that, to talk about what do you need? How can I support you? And here's what I need. I really need to get some more sleep. Um, this is why I think I need to get more sleep. And this is how I think um, I can actually accomplish that. And what I would need from you is X, Y, Z. I would uh, need for you maybe to take care of the morning responsibilities and getting breakfast started so I can get a little bit more sleep. Or um, I would need you to not uh, let the kids come into the room so that I can get a little bit more sleep. Is that something we can do? What do you think about that? And so I'm using sleep as an example of how you can um, create a strategy to getting more sleep if that's something that is lacking. Um, and 